do you do when you're having to work with a colleague who has a very different style to you and no matter how much you try, you just can't seem to make it work with them? Well, stay tuned to find out because that's what we're going to be discussing today. Before we get started, welcome to the Teach on Teach on podcast. I'm Katie. I am a teacher from London and this podcast is to help you with all things mindset and attitude and toughness and resilience all from a teacher's point of view, to ensure that you can always be the best you can be and that you're able to stick with this profession for the long haul. Obviously, you came into it because you wanted to do it. I know the current educational climate can be really challenging to work in, so this podcast is hopefully going to give you those skills and tips and advice that you need to be able to deal with the challenges that come our way. You'll get episodes twice a week on Sundays and on Wednesdays. And if you do find this podcast valuable, please make sure you subscribe to be notified of future episodes. And of course, share it with a teacher colleague who you think might also find it valuable. Today's topic is a question that has come from one of our friends in the Teach on Teach Strong Facebook group, which by the way, if you want to join us over there, you can request to join. Just search Teach on Teach Strong on Facebook. And this question is a good one. So the question is, She says that she's having to co-teach with someone that has a very different teaching style to her. Uh, This other person's the mainstream teacher and she's the intruder, quote-unquote. She states that the mainstream teachers, they have scripted lessons for her subject area. However, she's concerned that most of her students look quite disengaged with the content and she thinks that perhaps it's just kind of checking off content as they go through rather than trying to get students engaged and really absorbing the content. She states that her colleague has admitted that the kids do look bored and even though some changes were suggested, she was kind of reluctant because that would involve redoing things that had already been put in place. She's saying that she would like to provide her students with opportunities to delve into topics a bit deeper before moving on. She's concerned that she has to teach with this person all year long and obviously is worried about being evaluated based on what they're doing as a team. Um, She does find it hard to talk about it as being quite a straightforward person. It can come off quite blunt. So yeah, bottom line, she wants the students to learn and to be able to enjoy teaching. So this is a very heavily loaded question. And I'm sure many of us who've ever had to co-teach or even work with someone else will have come across similar situations or may do so in the future, especially when you're trying to work with someone who is very different to you. I have definitely been there and I have also witnessed it as a team leader. It can be a distressing situation to be in because we are all so different. And in teaching, we usually get the autonomy to teach in our own style, which actually makes a difference in our job. It's not like a potentially a regular desk job might be that doesn't really matter how you do it. It's just getting it done, right? But in teaching, we deal with lots of young people who are going to be directly affected by our style and whether or not they're learning and enjoying how we deliver it. So when you mix two people who have very different styles, it's understandable that there will be some conflict. So firstly, I want to address that this is completely normal and it's all part of the job. Sadly though, as with many things that we talk about on this podcast, dealing with these kind of situations is a life skill that no one ever teaches us in school or college. So we're kind of left to sink or swim on our own yet again. Fortunately, I am aiming to help you out with these kinds of things in this podcast. So let's get right into some possible strategies that you can use when dealing with this kind of predicament. So the first thought that came to mind when I read this question was negotiation. You're going to need to do some negotiating. 
Although what you have said might indicate that you feel you're in the right and that other person is the one who needs to adapt, whether or not that's true, I can tell you something for nothing, it is not easy to change people, especially people who are set in their ways. I have been there, I have tried it, it doesn't work because in their eyes, they may have, for example, managed to achieve results 20 years using this method and they know it works, so why bother fixing what isn't broken? Or maybe they're the kind of teacher, as you said, is a bit of a box ticker and just wants to cover content without experimenting with new styles, they just want to get the job done and end it there. Either way, you will struggle to change these people into conforming into your style, even if you do believe it will be better for the students. Therefore, you must enter the art of negotiation. And it is not, because there is no one method that's going to suit every situation. I'm afraid you're just going to have to play it by ear and try different strokes. But I can give you some tips to get you started. So, when you're trying to collaborate with someone and negotiate to an agreed outcome, you need to do your best to make your colleague feel good about the outcome, obviously. But in order to do that, you have to get past any defensive reactions so that you can both be open to exploring new things together. And I know you said you're very straight talking, which is fine, but you might also need to make use of special signals and particular language to ensure that your colleague doesn't feel threatened by your suggestions or you're just not going to get anywhere and they may even dig their heels in even further. A bit of psychology background for you that might help you understand human behavior in this situation is... If you want to avoid triggering defensive reactions from someone, you need to make sure that you're giving the other person some key social needs. And these needs I'm about to tell you now are things that help avoid any kind of defensive reactions. So the words are, firstly, inclusion. They need to feel included in the negotiation and not feel isolated or excluded from what's going on. Okay, so include them. Number two, Fairness. They need to know that what you're negotiating is a fair request for all involved. Three, respect. They need to feel their experience is being acknowledged and that they are being respected as a professional and a person. Number four, autonomy. They need to feel a sense of control in what they're being asked to do. Number five is competence. And they need to not feel out of their depth, like they can actually do what is being suggested. Number six is purpose. They need to feel their own personal values or principles are not being violated. And number seven, security. They need to feel safe and secure both professionally as well as emotionally and physically in whatever negotiation is being discussed. So those seven things again are inclusion, fairness, respect, autonomy, competence, purpose and security. So write those key words down somewhere. And remember them next time you're going into discussion with a colleague and you're trying to negotiate a plan. If you don't give them these key social skills, it's likely that they might respond in a defensive manner and it will make that negotiation really, really difficult to be successful. So although it can be tough, you're going to need to make a real effort to acknowledge the other person and recognize that they may have a different view of the world to you. And you can create an atmosphere of collaboration based on mutual respect by making it obvious that you are acknowledging them. And you can use language such as, yeah, I completely understand why you feel that way. Or that's an interesting point of view. I hadn't thought of that before. Why do you think that? Why do you feel that? This kind of thing. 
So once you acknowledge the other person and their views and feelings on the issue, it just takes the heat out of the situation and it reduces the likelihood of any defensiveness and it leaves you in a really strong position to start negotiating. So listen first, okay? Ask lots of open-ended questions and get your colleague talking. And when you feel like you really understand their perspective and their point of view, a good practice to do is to summarize what you've understood It can also help you highlight any part of what they've said that actually might be really unreasonable, but you're highlighting it in a really non-threatening way because you're just reiterating what they've said, right? So your colleague might actually realize for themselves that what they're saying may be unreasonable. So for example, you might say something like, okay, so just so I understand correctly, you're saying you don't think it's worth rearranging the groups of students even though they look a bit bored with what we're teaching them. Do you not think maybe we can spend a few minutes rearranging the groups if it might improve their engagement or behaviour? Or you're saying even the students might not have grasped a concept yet, we should just keep going through the curriculum and let them fall behind. Have I misunderstood this or is it a good summer of this situation? When you say it like that and you are repeating back what they have said suddenly it's hard to hide from the truth really isn't it you're kind of saying well one minute the kids don't understand anything but you're saying we should just leave it suddenly they might go oh no that's not what I meant and then they're actually saying to you what you wanted to say all along do you see what I mean sometimes we just do need to hear things played back to us but in a non-threatening way in order to really hear them also repeating statements back like this can also give you time to calm down a bit and consolidate a well-thought-out response. Because if they've said something that makes you really angry, your reaction is to be, what do you mean we should keep going? The kids haven't understood anything. But defensiveness goes up and resolution becomes really difficult. Whereas repeating gives you time just to calm down and think about what you actually want to say without being threatening. Okay? Alright, so when it comes to negotiating, you're aiming for a win-win scenario here. And that requires a bit of creativity. So the final tip I'm going to give to you is negotiating by adding the word if into the equation. So essentially, it's a case of, right, if I do this, can you do that? Now, that's the best kind of negotiation because you're both giving something. So maybe you're saying something, okay, I know you spent time arranging the groups at the start of the year, but if I offered to regroup the students for you, would you be on board with the change? Or, I think our students would benefit from a bit more time spent on this section. If I create one resource for this topic, could you do one for that topic? And maybe add any other scenarios you can think of. But go into the discussion prepared with some ideas and offers to put on the table. The bottom line really here is when it comes to negotiation, you want to break down the walls of defensiveness. You really want that person to feel open to the possibilities of your ideas and the best way to do that is to hear them out what do they have to say how are they feeling about the situation what are their views on the world really try and understand repeat back to them anything that they've said that you might question and then add if into the scenario to try and have a win-win situation okay it's unreasonable for anyone to say i'm not doing anything and everything has to be my way Right, so we both have to have a bit of give and take here in order to make collaboration possible. So I hope that's given you some starting points at least to get stuck in next time you're having a meeting, a discussion, and you want to have some of your points of view taken on board. Try some of these tactics. 
I do want to do a wrap up and a summary of the key points made today because we did go over a couple of things that I want to just reiterate. But before we do that, if you have found value in this podcast, please make sure that you subscribe and write a review and share this podcast with a teacher friend as well. I rely completely on you and your word of mouth to grow this podcast. I'm not paying for any adverts. It's completely organic and I want it to be that way. I want you to be talking about it, sharing it and hopefully together that we can build a tribe of really strong, powerful teachers who are able to stick through the challenges of this job. If you want to get in touch and you have a question, you want to send me an email, I do love reading your messages and learning about you and helping you out. So you can contact me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com And there's also a Facebook group for our community as well where we can get to know each other. If you want to join, it is completely free and everyone is welcome. You can find the group by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teach on teach strong and clicking join. If you want to come in, please do. I am thinking of putting a pause on entry soon though in order to give everyone in the group a chance to get to know each other before I bring more people in. It's really important to me that the community on our Facebook group is quite tight. I know there are some groups when you have thousands of people in there, people don't really know each other, you know, but I want to create a community of people who know each other. So at the moment, it's quite a small group and we're getting to know one another. So if you want to join Do so now because I'm probably going to pause on letting people in until a little bit later on down the road. So join now if you want to. And if you want to hear more from me via email, I do drop you a note every now and then. Sometimes I do it weekly. Now that I'm heading back to school, I haven't. But if I think of anything important to say, I will contact you. As It might be updates, it might be teaching resources ideas. And you can sign up for free as well by going to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash freebies. Okay, right, let's sum up the key points from today then because we did cover quite a few things. So firstly, it's all about negotiation. Okay, and negotiation is we have to both give a little bit in order and sacrifice a little bit really in order to actually have a win-win scenario. So the seven social needs that we want to make sure that our colleague is experiencing when they're having a conversation with us to avoid any defensive reactions are as follows. Inclusion, fairness, respect, autonomy, competence, purpose, and security. When we go into a discussion and we give them all those things, it's very unlikely that you're going to get any kind of defensive reaction from that other person, and they're much more likely to be open and be willing to listen to your ideas and give a little bit back as well. The next point was to really make sure you are listening to their point of view. Ask them lots of questions. Ask them open-ended questions that help you understand their point of view and their reasons. And then anything that you think is a bit unreasonable in what they've said, instead of flat out saying it like that, point blank, like, no, you're wrong, (laughs) which might be your gut instinct to do, just repeat back what they've said, but in a really respectful way. Just say, so you're saying this is that right? And then they've got an opportunity to say, oh, no, no, that's not what I mean. And to your point, if you want to get your point across and you want to suggest something and you're finding that they're kind of just saying, no, no, no. (laughs) Another tip you can do is add if into the statement because then you're actually saying, okay, well, how about we meet in the middle here? It's basically it. So if I do this, how about you do that? 
So I hope you found that helpful and that answers your question. Please let me know how your conversation and discussions go and what was said. And if you're still not getting anywhere, get in touch, let me know, and we'll discuss it a bit further and see what other ideas that we could use to help you in your situation. But it's really important that you speak up. I'm glad you're speaking up. I'm glad you're reaching out for support. I don't want you to feel unhappy and like you're not enjoying teaching. The whole point of this podcast, we want everyone to be able to teach on and teach strong. So you're doing the right thing. You're learning along the way. I've had many conversations like this that I've thought, oh my God, this is the end. I can't, I can't work like this. But actually, when you keep going, you keep practicing, when you keep putting yourselves in these situations that are challenging, it actually helps you grow and learn really valuable skills. So look at it as a learning opportunity as well. And I wish you the best of luck with it. Okay, and as always... Everyone, teach on and teach strong, and I'll catch you next time.